and Happy New Year. Welcome back to Creatives Chat. I'm Rusty, in case you forgot. I'm Peter. And today, Peter, who are we chatting with? Ooh, Rusty, our guest is a motivational speaker and conscious content creator that focuses on mindset and goal achievement. Using his life experience and curious mind, he's found an innovative way to combine book smarts and street smarts to deliver a powerful message of developing the mindset to help anyone achieve their goals. Our guest today is Mr. Dorian Jones. All right, viewers, join us as Peter and Dorian chat about who knows what. Streaming from Retro Earth Studio and brought to you by WeAreHistorically.com Conscious Human Apparel Raise your vibration and energize your life with specialized Fibonacci tuning forks that deepen meditations and empower self-healing. Get your vibrational sound tools for personal enhancement at energybodytuners.com. Oh, Dorian, welcome to Creatives Chat, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Oh, yo, it's great. It's great to get back at it. And I guess the one thing that I just really want to highlight is another conscious creator. And I think one of the things is we connected on IG ages ago. And just to see the, the development from the podcast, the book release, just to see the content pushing and continuing to really help spread the word of inspirational change for everybody. How'd you really get into it, man? I mean, it's been a minute. Like, yeah. <laughs> where does the journey start for this kind of conscious shift to... I guess you would say transforming like past pains into power, leveling mm -hmm. up, kind of awakening to your authentic self. Okay, I won't go too far back in the story. I'll start with the transition part. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was, I used to work. I used to work in the cable industry. I was working as a cable guy. I was on the commercial side. So I'd be in the Beverly Hills, Hollywood area. That was like kind of my area where um, that I was assigned to. So I was always assigned to like high, high end accounts and high end customers. And one of these guys that I came across, he was, I don't know what he did. I don't know if he was in the stocks. I don't know, but he was a high powered person because of his office, um, the way he carried himself, how people responded to him. And I was just working in his office, just, um, and we just sparked the conversation. And long story short, he was struggling with something. And I just talked with him. And after that conversation, he's like, man, I really helped. I really appreciate it. Like you have a gift of talking to people and helping people. And it just sparked something in my head. And I was like, dude, that's crazy because other people would call me and ask me for my advice and ask me what I think about things. And I would talk them through a lot of the situations and they always say that it will help. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start doing this to help more people. Mm. So I started doing it on YouTube first, which I stopped doing it because I wasn't consistent. I just post videos and I was like, let me just uh, do something else. And then that's when the podcast came along and me started putting more stuff on Instagram and really finding myself and finding my message. Mm. And, you know, I think that's just the thing is there's so many nuggets of wisdom, just like even just going through your page. Mm -hmm. I think well, this is an older podcast. I'm trying to remember. I think it might have been like March or something like that. But it was uh, the theme of constructing a new you. Mm -hmm. And that just resonates so strongly because I think that's one thing that so many people resist is the the surrender and acceptance to the old and just to really recognize that it doesn't serve us. And the transition right. into something that's just like empowering yourself. So just to hear like the inspiration to hear like, oh, like, yeah, I got a gift. I got that. Like, mm -hmm. when did you really believe it and like know it that you're like, yeah, this is my thing? Uh, it didn't really hit me until I say maybe about six months into it as people started to really 
really connect with it. And people starting to say, man, no, that's powerful. Or that means a lot. And then really when I understood what, what my, who my audience was understood that I don't speak to everybody yeah. and knowing that I need to focus on my small group of people who are, who my uh, information is geared for. And then that's why I was starting really to be like, okay, you know what? I'm pretty good at this. I can be good at this. And I'm looking at other people and I'm comparing myself. I'm like, you know what? I'm saying the same things that they're saying, but I need to put my own twist onto it. I need to put Dorian into it and tell my Mm -hmm. side of it, tell from my perspective, not try and be perfect and not try to be someone that I'm not. Facts. Well, and that's the, the sense of it right there is I feel like there's a lot of, I mean, especially young black men, like I know personally relating to that, it's such a rarity to find someone that looks like you as a role model that's about conscious development. So I'd always just know that it's just like, just having another brother in the mix is just like, that changes lives, yo. Like just seeing it and just yeah. knowing that like, oh, I can get out. Yeah. I don't have to stay in the trap. Like I don't have to stay like in that mindset of just like being oppressed all the time. Like seeing someone create their own life and really steer their own ship is really inspiring. So I guess, how has that kind of impacted things? Like just seeing that switch from just the old to the new. Uh, it's been it's been great because I really I gained a lot of more confidence within myself yeah. because I had those moments of doubt myself, questioning, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing it right? And um, go just to go back to to what you said with uh, seeing another person that looks like myself in the space. Um, when I did a lot of research on personal development and people who are putting out that type of content, there weren't too many people with my skin tone. It seemed like it was more um, other races or more um, Caucasian that were doing this stuff, at least at a high level. So that just helped me Mm. connect more. It helped me believe more, trust myself more. Like, you know, what you're doing it for for the right reasons, because it need people like you within this space. Facts. Well, and it's always cool because I feel like life always validates us as well. We'll have those experiences, those small moments where we just meet someone where there's like, yeah, I'm on the right path. This works. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I guess that's the start of the journey is how did the conscious journey of this, you know, the discovery of personal development, you could say, like, when did that fully hit for your own personal life that you decided to really apply everything that you had heard and kind of like take make your own lane, essentially? Mm-hmm. I had already, I think I was already doing that naturally, uh, mm-hmm. just from me being a kid, even as a teenager, I always rode to my own beat and I always wanted to find ways to do my own thing. I never really tried to fit in with the crowds. I was always a, um, mm-hmm. a more of a rebel. So I'd never try to go and do everything that everyone else is doing. I try to, I see everybody going this way. I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm going to go this way just so that I could be um, different. I never like to be like everyone else. So mm-hmm. I think that comes from, from that childhood part of me and just knowing as I get older, trying new things, trying different things and knowing that I need to become a better individual, but consciously doing it, I didn't really consciously do it and intentionally do it until my mid twenties where I started to go to different conferences and start to see other people doing great things and, and living a life that I always thought was uh, impossible. Always thought it was just something on TV and I'm seeing and hearing how people did it. And that took me down a rabbit hole because I go and read up on different things. Um, And one of the big transitions for me was when I was doing my clothing brand. I used to have a clothing brand that I ran for many years. And I took my information, I took my clothes to a conference where Damon John was going to be. Me, I'm thinking like, you know what, I'm going to take him a couple jackets and stuff. And then, you know, I'm going to be a huge star. I'm going to be big. My clothing brand is going to be everywhere. 
And that wasn't the case. I got there and then they were talking about wealth building. So this one guy had a conversation mm-hmm. about, about real estate investing and how he's able to live tax-free. So that took me on this other uh, whole, I'm like, you know what? I want to live like that. I want to be able to get paid to travel and learn different things about tax uh, tax loopholes. So that's where I kind of really dug into it and learning more about uh, wealth building. Wealth yeah. building, it got me on a bigger transition for my personal growth. Yeah. Taking you to that kind of like micro to the macro, like, okay, let's do big scale. Let's try to make this business and an investment and an asset. Like I'm trying to change brackets. I'm not just trying. Right. Exactly. I'm not trying to live uh, regular anymore. Well, that right there though, is you have to accept normality. I think the moment that you accept that like being normal, isn't my vibe. Mm-hmm. that's a blessing and a curse because so many people grow up feeling isolated, feeling alone. But when you really transform your uniqueness to your power, that's where I find stuff takes a switch. Mm-hmm. And that's the coolest thing is, you know, I mean, I was just looking in the green room, checking out your bio and everything. And just knowing the, we share a similar path in terms of the upbringing, being more of like an observant kind of child and just kind of like low key, just kind of just, you know, I mean, honestly, I know mine was more of a trauma response, you know, walking on eggshells, just like, well, how do I avoid this? How do I avoid the danger? Yeah. You know, and but it's an opportunity for people to really transform. I find that the the most kind of inquisitive and curious minds are the people who have had that type of upbringing, who are like the really low key observant, just don't really conform that much already kind of stray away from the normal. Mm-hmm. And then from there, they're just like can pick up into this journey of like self-awareness and unfoldment that just like like yourself doing dope stuff, got your site, got your podcast, got your book, got, you know what I mean? Got clients, yeah. got all this stuff. Like it's dope. Yeah. I appreciate it. This man, this is a crazy thing though about life. Life is going to throw us all types of things. And it's all about how we respond to them. It's all about our response to it. And many times we're, we're taught to live in fear. Don't mm-hmm. go over here because of that. Don't go over here. Don't try this because this and that don't eat this or don't touch this. Don't touch that. So you get all these things that are that are held to keep you within this box. They create this box for us. Even in school, you think about school. When we go to school, they teaching you how to how to respond to authority. Yeah. They telling Sorry. you when you go to when you go eat and they getting you ready for the for the real world or what they like to call it. They getting you ready to be an employee. They're not teaching you how to think for yourself. They're not teaching you how to be how to be um out, how to think outside the box. Think for yourself. Think about your journey. No, don't think about what they're telling you because you're always going to need direction. And that's yeah. where we go in to the wrong place. We go into these uh, into life. We go into adulthood needing direction. And that's why you have so many people that feel like they get stuck within their jobs because they need that direction. They need authority to tell them what to do, how to do it. And yeah. uh, I didn't mean to go off on it, but... Keep it rolling, yo. No, it's great because it just opens up another kind of like door of inquiry because when you look at how many people are at that kind of like, I don't know, we normalize things like a midlife crisis. That's mm-hmm. insane. Like if you actually think about it, it's just like, wait, wait, wait. So when you reach the middle of your life, you're supposed to completely freak out because you don't know what you're doing and who you are. And that's a normal thing. Like, why do we overlook that? Like how much right. it messes up with kids in terms of them limiting their own potentials. Like, right. you know, even when you were saying that I had this image pop up and it was how a teacher was talking, like when I was younger in terms of like doing this, do that. And it was the exact same thing that I experienced in prison. Mm-hmm. 
that just to me that just that's all you really need for those that are aware where it's just like the parallels and similarities between our school systems and prison they are literally the same the same the same type of talking the same type of interactions the authority aspect like Mm -hmm. yeah they talk at you they don't talk to you (laughs) yeah and they don't really care about your finals yeah and it's just one of those things too where even looking at so many kids now where they know a lot more than what we were new back then they're exposed to a lot more but i feel like they know way less mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. they don't push them they don't teach them different like even math is confusing with how they teach stuff nowadays where i'm just like why why do you got to complicate math it's already yeah. pretty out there <laughs> like right it's yeah it's sad i wouldn't say it's sad but it it needs a shift it needs a shift into the new world because the new world is different from what it was 10 15 20 30 years ago so why teach the same thing? Why teach the same ideologies that fail people uh, so much that fail such a large portion of the world, a large percentage of um, of adults? Why teach the same ideologies to the kids and to these generations that are coming up? That's because they want people to remain at a certain level, because when you go to private schools, you're going to learn different things compared to what you learn in a public school. Oh, yeah. At a way different and- rate, too. Yeah, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> well, that's the thing right there, though, is that, you know, we look at what is so public about public schools. Mm-hmm. And in truth, it's not led by the parents. It's led by politics. And that's the most important thing that I think people are waking up to. And I like how you said the new world, because it's such a common theme, I feel, in this kind of conscious, you know, perspective, personal development, whatever people are into. Like, it comes back to the sense, like, I feel we are entering an era of accountability. And like truth kind of predominating what we've been in and that's like falsehood and essentially illusion you know what i mean i just feel like a lot of people have been living in this lie you know that we're supposed to be you know give away our power to everyone else everything is externally given to us that we have to consume and it's just like we're really taking a shift where people are kind of waking up to their own inner authority that are like sovereignty like their own individuality and like people are starting to value that so that's why i've seen like people like yourself and your work like that type of authenticity is gaining so much more steam and so much more notoriety because people are actually valuing it again versus all the super flashy whack shit like right i mean i know i was into that stuff as a teenager like oh mtv cribs like oh let me look at this house i want that jet i want this i want that and then i'm like right. no nah, i don't need any of that that's 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 not a tax break that's a- it's right. Like, that's that's a tax deduction. I'll take that. Like, right. Yeah, it's it's a crazy world right now. It's just so much. It's so much to take in. You really got to find your lane and find where you fit in. Yeah. Well, and I think that's the thing too, where it's the sense of. I mean, kind of like yourself. Like, if you're not seeing something that aligns with your spirit, make it. Right. What's what's really stopping you? Right? Exactly. Exactly. You have all these platforms where you're able to express yourself however you like, and you're going to find people that's going to that's going to connect with you because there's billions of people in the world. I'm pretty sure at least one percent of those people are going to connect with you. You may not reach all of them, but you're going to reach a lot of them and you had a potential to reach a lot of them. I love that. <laughs> there's billions of people out there. Why yeah. do we overlook that, though, in those moments where we're like, oh, I can't do it. Oh, not me. Not me. It's just like run the numbers, yo. There are pretty good odds that it is you. But it's that imposter syndrome. It's that imposter syndrome where you like you start to compare yourself and say, why am I qualified to do this? And that beginning mm-hmm. part of the journey where it's the hardest, where it's that the strongest uphill battle. Uh, so many people can't deal with that, pushing that boulder uphill, trying to figure it out. But I like to tell people when you're trying to build something from the beginning, 
think of it like a train, like you're trying to put trying to uh, push a train. It starts off real slow, but once it gets going, it's rolling and you can't stop it. But you have to push through. You have to continue because you're pushing that train uphill and you think about how heavy a train is. So you understand the parallels. Yeah. And as you get it, next thing you know, you'll be on the straightaway. And then yeah. you're like, okay, this is a little bit easier. Next thing you know, you're on a downhill. You're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is what I was waiting for. So that's what that uphill climb was for. And that's where so many people are stuck. So many people are scared to take that battle uphill. Mm. So many people scared to challenge themselves and believe that, that they can make it to the straightaway, that they can even make it downhill. Because you're going to have so many naysayers. You're going to have so many people that's, that come from where you come from. You're going to have so many friends and family members that remember to owe you and say, Oh, well, that's so hard. Why are you doing this? And then it's going to make you second guess yourself. Like, you know what? That maybe they're right. You're going to sit there in those days, in those nights where you're struggling, where you're stressed out, depressed. You're like, you know what? Everybody right. You know, why am I keep on doing this? Those thoughts are yeah. going to play in your head and it's mm. going to stop you from following your dreams. It's going to stop you from chasing what it is that you really desire within. And that's mm. what I tell people. You must continue. It doesn't matter where you start. I felt like like I, it was so many days where I sat there, I went through all types of emotions. I sat there, cried to myself, frustrated, questioning my belief, questioning my thoughts and my own self. Mm. And I just kept on going. I was like, you know what? I have to shake this. I had to listen to my own words. I had to also listen to others and look at other stories. And like, you know what? Other people went through the struggle. Why can't I do it? Why can't mm. I do it? They struggle may look different, but they did go through a hard time as well. Ooh, that see so many things with that. I love it. The, so it's tying in together like that imposter syndrome and that kind of why not me? Mm-hmm. Why not me? I right. feel like it's such an it's such an interesting question to entertain to ourselves because so many people just overlook it naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, not me, not me. No, I think that's just like the ingrained self-worthlessness that people have because of school where it's just like they just make us feel like we're shit. You know, yeah. they, just, they just don't they don't empower us to really be proud of who we are. But the moment you start showing that self-love, that's when these types of things start opening up like that. And it's really cool because that why not me? I think that's probably the most important question that anyone has to ask themselves that really wants it. Mm -hmm. You have to actually see it in yourself before you can ever manifest it. And I think that right there is those initial resistances of fear and social pressures. Like, how is that in terms of your own journey kind of like transcending that? Uh, just understanding why not me or uh, ask the question again? I would say in terms of just the overcoming the external pressures and really buying into the, the why not me? Uh, like, just really tuning into myself, tuning mm-hmm. into myself, locking out the outside noise, knowing that there are going to be opinions. There are going to be people that have things to say, but knowing that that doesn't define me, knowing that that doesn't apply to me and knowing that mm-hmm. whatever I think of myself is the most important thing. So that's like what that. helped me push through that stuff because you're going to get that. You're going to get that, like, regardless of no, no matter what you do, think about, you yeah. hear all those stories of people saying, Oh, Michael Jordan, he got cut from his team. He got cut from this, but he trusted and believed and he kept on going. And that's mm-hmm. the same thing that I do. I, I go, I get so many rejections uh, trying to get speaking gigs, no, no responses, but I continue to push forward. I don't let that identify me. I don't let that define who I am and my path and where I'm going. Well, and I mean, again, it just comes back to the sense of, you know, I feel like even the no's that we get in life are always intended to kind of push us towards those yeses, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's just the beauty of it is once we really start to commit to action, then you start to see things opening up. 
But it's again, that internal resistance. Like, are you going to get over that initial hump before you get to that straight shot and downhill? And it's just like, I don't know. It's on you, yo. <laughs> like, <laughs> Right. Like, you know what? That's, yeah, because it's a lonely journey. It really is a very lonely journey. Uh, you sit there and talk to yourself because only you know what's going on in your head and know the struggles you're dealing with yeah. that aren't external. <laughs> well, and that right there is just the really important point that I always want to highlight with this is communication just isn't an external thing. Like so many people just think, oh, you got to practice good communication, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, no. Like the most important form of communication is the internal communication. Are you mm -hmm. listening to the feedback you're giving you, like your body's trying to give you? Are you trying to soak up the input that it's like really putting down in terms of like, does this feel right in your heart and your gut? Then no, then don't right. do it, you know, but how much do we force it? We did when we disconnect ourselves from us, like from our, from our sense of self, that's when I feel like life just starts getting wild and you're on that roller coaster and it's chaotic and everything's falling apart. And you're like, what's happening? It's like, you're not leading yeah. your own life. Like, yeah, you what do you think would happen? Yourself. You need to recenter yourself and realign your energy. Mm. Well, in terms of just realignment, like what's some of the things that you've learned and kind of implement in your own experience in terms of like when you feel disharmony, because we're living in a pretty chaotic time. So it's like, how do you, how does Dorian bring himself back to center? Oh, I, well, of course I do the meditation, but even beyond that, I just find the things that make me happy. Whether that's mm. me going out because uh, like we were saying, we talked about those uh, assets, what those, uh, what are the, uh, the liabilities? I love, I love a few liabilities, which are cars and homes <laughs> so uh i go and i sometimes just go and check them out i just go or even if i'm looking at them online i just go and just and read and just give myself that push that fire that thing that i really need so when i'm feeling like you know what feeling down have a hard day i just relax i take a break from everything i don't try to force things i don't say you know what i need to push through it because that's telling me that my mind needs to declutter my mind needs to declutter i need to relax because I'm overthinking. I have too many thoughts in my head. I need to focus on what's in front of me, to focus on one task at a time and not try and not try to build a perfect wall by laying all the bricks at once, do one brick at a time. Just continue focusing on the task at hand, perfect that, do it to your best abilities and move on to the next thing. So that's, that helps me realign myself and just get reconnected. Yeah. Just knowing that, that I am in control of my present time. Whew. Well, I, that, the one thing that really is just powerful is when you feel the thoughts, when you feel things starting to get tension filled, recognizing it and not forcing it. Mm -hmm. That to me is just like, I'm not going to push through it. Just let it be. It's a sign. It's trying to tell me something. It's like, yeah, yo, because it's like how many people just completely miss the mark. They were, they completely ignore what their body's trying to tell them. And instead they just make it like a thousand times worse. Cause how can you even be your best self when you're in those states? Right. 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 And I'm a big component. I'm a big advocate for law of attraction. So that, but it's hard though. It's really hard to, to live that when your reality isn't what you desire. So you have to learn how to, how to tune yourself in. You have to learn how to close your eyes, visualize and see it, but not just seeing it, but feeling it. Um, when I used to drive my cable truck, sometimes I'd be driving through those hills in Beverly Hills, Hollywood, looking at the uh, looking at the whole city. And I visualize myself being in a Lamborghini. I visualize myself being in these cars that I like and just living in these homes. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be me. This is going to be my drive every day. I need to feel it. I start turning up the music that I like. I'm like, you know what? I like this. This is me right here. I start putting that little lean on it. You know, just driving, like, <laughs> just get that confidence in myself where you can't tell me nothing. Yeah. So 
everyone has to find that thing for themselves. You have to find that thing that you really want, that thing that you really mm-hmm. desire. I'm not saying it has to be a uh, physical. It can be a internal feeling. It could be a change that you want for your family. It's different for yeah. everyone, but find that thing that's going to drive you, that fire that's going to be in you where you look like, you know what? I'm not there yet. I need mm. to keep on going. I need to push myself. You look at your kid, you look at the life that you want to create, the business you want to create, the person you want to be as a whole. And you visualize, you like, you know what? I'm not there yet, but I do see that destination and I like yeah. how it looks. So I need to get there. I'd like, I need to just chill out real quick, relax, get my mind right and just get back to it. Mm-hmm. So important. Mm-hmm. So important. You can't manifest anything if you don't fully know it and feel it in your being. And that's when you start to radiate it. And I think that's the aspect of like, one of the things that we just don't get taught is just the energetic aspect of the law of attraction is mm-hmm. just the fact that it's like, yo, until you're like really feeling yourself and you're really trying to like, you're giving off that ambiance of just like, this is what I am. Like, I know I'm like, when you're living rich and living wealthy, you know, no matter the situation and you're just right. like, you carry that type of energy with you. And then that's when I start to see things start to gravitate towards you. Mm-hmm. Things start to get pulled towards you. People start to cross your paths or vice versa. People get pushed away mm-hmm. in that aspect of dealing with transformation and loss. I'm curious. Cause I mean, I feel like that's just one of the things is naturally when you kind of level up and you're diving deeper into a more authentic self, it pushes people mm-hmm. away. So how have you handled yeah. those types of you know, transitions or losses or people just, you know, not resonating with you anymore after you're kind of oh, yeah. unfolding. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a whole podcast episode on this uh, where I talk yeah. about separate for you to grow. It's kind of the name of the book too, separating from the pack, but mm-hmm. um, it's all about knowing that, that you can't take everyone with you to the next level in your life. But mm. what holds us back from knowing that or you know, from doing that is our attachment to people our attachment to people and our um, won't, not wanting to let people down. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm. So what I do, I understood that I can't take everyone with me to the next level. Everyone's not meant to go with me. And even though I'm moving on without them, it's not saying that I'm losing them that, uh, per se, but I just have to go on my path and I have to show them the things that I was talking about, the things that I was trying to get them on board with. I have to show them that I have to make it a reality because so many people don't understand a dream. They don't understand the dream until it's manifested. So you have to continue. You have to trust yourself. You have to push. You have to continue to go and be okay with losing people, whether that be family or longtime friends. But know that you still have connection with them, but it's a bridge in between you and them now. They don't have so much easy access to you because the energy doesn't radiate with you anymore. You're not on the same wavelength. So even now, you look at some of the people you have communication with. You may have had stronger relationships with them before. But now your relationship isn't the exact same, but you can still associate with them. You can still speak with them, but it's not on a day to day basis as it was when you were younger or as it was two weeks ago, because you like, you know what? I'm trying to get over here to this next pedestal, but they want to stay right here. They don't see anything wrong with it. They feel like this pedestal is far out of reach. So I need to separate from that person. I need to detach from that person. Not even just the person, but also the beliefs, Mm. the beliefs that we have. We believe in that. That we can only go so far. No, you have to separate from that. You have to let that go. You have to, you know what? That's not true. That doesn't, that doesn't stick to me. That doesn't stick to the person that I am, the person that I'm becoming. So you have mm. to let go of those old beliefs, those old thoughts, those habits, those people, all of that stuff. You need to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's facts though. And when you mm-hmm. see it, 
and experientially know it when you finally just stop living in the constant because that's where I feel like a lot of people are. They're constantly reliving the past and mm-hmm. they're bringing it into the present moment and they're missing all the new opportunities and current happenings. And that aspect of really being able to love at a distance is mm-hmm. so important because I feel like that's something too, that there's just a misconception of what a lot of people see as friendship and partnership and all these things where it's like, they have to be doing everything with you where it's like, no, it's energy investment. Like if the energy no longer serves you, that's your sign to take a step back. Right. You know, and that's the stuff where people just aren't even sensitive or aware of that. That you know, their their energies impact their beliefs, their beliefs impact their energies, and it's all this right. interconnected mix of just like, you know, you really do carry your I guess what what how do they phrase it? It's um it's like you carry yourself by the company you keep. Mm-hmm. And it's just like one of those things where it's like, man, if you're around people who are really trying to weigh you down and they're not about that life of just like progress and growth, it's been a drastic shift and difference from what I've seen. And it's gotten really apparent these past few years, I feel, if yeah. you're really about that life or if you're just cool with contentment. Right, right. Yeah, you make the choice. It's up to you. Well, in that sense of like free will and sovereignty, I think one of the biggest things that we've seen you know, talking about the book in the sense, which is an amazing title, by the way, because um, for me, it's just like separating for the packs, like facts. Yeah, we're doing right. it like, but uh, just that sense of your own upbringing, that separation from the pack to really outgrow so many projections that are put upon our community. Mm-hmm. Like, how was that experience of just even just you yourself going through your own transformation of just being like, I don't want this. Uh, for me, it was. Well, I'll take you. Okay, now we're going back into the Go first back. part of where, you know, which is good. It's a good thing, though. It brings more context to who I am today mm-hmm. uh, because I grew up in an environment where it was a lot of drugs, violence. I grew up in Watts, California, which is I grew up in, in the projects or low income, public housing, whatever you want to call it. I grew up and I went to school in Compton. So I was in the midst of all those types of things, all the gangs and drugs. But the thing that kept me away from it was I played basketball. I played basketball, so I was exposed to different things. I used to travel to play basketball, and I always had to go back to the same thing. I always had to go back to the hood. I had to deal with the police. I had to deal with the fights. I had to deal with the, um, you know, the drive-bys. So I knew that I didn't want that life. I knew that I didn't want to have to fear for my life. I didn't want to have to look over my shoulder my whole life. Mm. And it was difficult because... When you're when you're trying something different outside of the norm, you're going to be looked at as as a um, as an outsider. But they're going to call it different words. They're going to call it. okay, he's he's weird. He's a weirdo. All these things that you hear. And it tells you, like, you know what? This is not me. And that's where mine came in. Mine came in from knowing that I wanted something different than what the norm was around me. I wanted to change the narrative for black males from where I came from. And. when I was a teenager, I had a police officer, well, it was two police officers pull me over while I was coming from basketball practice, basketball in my hand, backpack on. They pulled up to me and said, hey, are you on parole or probation? Uh, just not asking me anything. They just assumed that I was on. I was like, no, I'm on neither. I'm not. They was like, OK, whatever. And eventually after the exchange, they put they drove off and they laughed off and said he'll be dead or in jail soon, too. And that sparked me and it like it hurt me. But I didn't really show it at the time, but it it gave me fire under me like, you know what, I'm going to prove them wrong. And I'm going to prove it to myself as well that I'm not going to be a statistic and I'm not going to be the average person that they used to running into in my neighborhood. Mm. Mm. And that right there, though, is a sense of 
courage that I feel could easily have broken somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the mindset aspect that I think is so fascinating. Cause it's like, I really don't see our world valuing courage as much as it should. But yeah. those are those moments where it's just like, you didn't see the kid cry. You didn't see, you know, you didn't just say, oh, they're right. You know, you were like, nah, that mother, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, and it's that type of just like gusto that I feel so many people just get caught up in the sadness and like the, the misery and they really just don't see a way out. So just the fact that you were kind of naturally tapped into like your own inner authority, pretty dope, pretty mm-hmm. dope to see. And I'm yeah. sure it's, it's helped in this journey of just like, staying in your lane to really figure stuff out and strip away all the false and, you know, dive yeah. deep, dive deep into the self. Yeah, definitely. Because during that time, that's, a, you know, as a teenager, that's when you're finding yourself. So I lost a lot of friends through gang violence. Um, mm-hmm. Some of my friends even dropped out in middle school. They never even, fi- never even finished wow. um, going to middle school. So they had to join gangs and they start to sell drugs just because they wanted to survive. They had to get protection from the rival gangs. They had to find themselves yeah within a community where they felt like they were protected or they were a part of something. And I think what saved me was I played basketball again. That saved me a lot because people knew, oh, that's Dorian. Oh, he just played basketball. Like he cool everywhere. Like I can go to any neighborhood and play basketball because people knew who I was and I was pretty good. So that kind of saved me from, from a lot of issues. That's great though. Well, I mean, it just goes back to show when you are your most authentic self, you really don't have to worry too much about life, but we're not taught that. Mm -hmm. We're not taught that doing you is what life wants you to do. And when you do that, you'll be rewarded. You know, you'll have adversity, you'll have everything, but like life's going to guide you to like the deepest truth of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I guess I got to, I got to wonder, because I'm so curious about it Mm -hmm. in terms of just loving yourself first and Mm -hmm. really getting to know yourself through all the experiences, like surrendering to the trauma and the pains and really separating from the, the pain of it, the issues of it, like the conditionings or the, the turbulence of the past. Like, how is this kind of transformed in the sense of like, you loving yourself to the point where you lost all the things you're not? Mm-hmm. I actually, the crazy thing is, is, even though I had confidence in myself, I didn't love myself until mm-hmm. later. Until even a few years back, just a couple of years ago from um, right now, wow. uh, because I was still, how can I put it? My love for myself came when, well, the lack, I'll start with the lack of love. The lack of love didn't come for myself because I was insecure. I was very insecure with myself. First of all, from my skin tone, I used to get talked about, you know, you get those dark skin jokes, like, you know, you always put down and yeah. have that acne as a teenager. So all of these things, I didn't love myself. I was trying to become someone else that who I wasn't. So I had to really find out like, hey, you know, you're perfect as you are. Like you have to highlight your own attributes. Uh, you have to highlight your attributes of who you are and, and who you're becoming. And then I really start to fall in love with the person that I wanted to become. And I start to see myself as that. And that's where my love came for myself. Just me seeing myself as that, as like my highest self at all times. And knowing that, like, you know what, like, you know what, I look, I had to look in the mirror sometimes, like, you know what, I love you. Like, you were, you the shit. Like, look at you, man. <laughs> yes. like, like, nobody can do nothing else. Like, nobody can do what you do. Only you can do it. So yeah. I had to give myself that confidence. And some people look at it as, oh, no, they overly confident, they're cocky. Like, nah, I, I just love who I am. I love my journey. I love all the things that I've been through. So I had to fall in love with all of the things that I hated before. And that came 
as a that came as a shock to myself as I found out what uh, true self love was. I had to love all the things that I wasn't. Hmm. So how how can they change or transform if we don't acknowledge them? Right. Right. Yeah. You have to you have to accept it. You have to be like, you know what? I did go through that. That is me. I did do all of these things, but I love every single uh, part of it. I love every um, bit of my being. Mm. See that right there, though. I feel like there's so much reservation for people to really tap into that fullness of their potential because they don't want to let go of those old past identifications, you know, like, Oh, I am the, I, I grew up in this neighborhood. I was, you know, I was hurt by this person. I lost this. I lost X, Y, Z. I, you know, I got burned by X, Y, Z. And it kind of creates this shell that they no longer want to kind of escape from. It's interesting how our own fears and insecurities can almost turn into our own cage. Yeah. And that's what it is. That's all it is. And that's why so many people are stuck where they are is because of what's in their head. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily about the outside factors. Those feed into it. But once you identify, once you understand those internal things and how they work and how much control you have over them, then that really helps you jump to the next level. That really helps you jump to the next stratosphere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it just comes back to the point of letting go of a belief can drastically change the way you see the world. I mean, I think it's cool when you think about like the try to narrow it down of like, what's the one biggest misconception people have? And I would probably say their assumption of who they are, mm -hmm. you know, it's like because it's attached to so much other external stuff. But it's just like, all right, well, what if all that's gone? Who are you? You know, right. exactly. You tell you've been asking those questions, though. That's why yeah. I love it. I'm gigging right now. This is yeah, funny. yeah. Nah, trust me, those are the things that people don't talk about because we're not taught that you look at what the world is ran by now. You say social media. So many people, everybody's on there. Yeah. And what do you see? You see the highlight reels of people's lives. They tell you, okay, this is what success looks like. Oh, you should have done this by your 20s, 30s, and 40s. And it makes mm. people feel like they're behind. And it gets people depressed because they're like, you know what? I'm far behind. They start to look at everyone else's highlight reels. They start to look at everyone else's um, achievements and what they've done. And they feel like, you know what? I should have did all this by now. And then they don't even attempt to do anything because they feel like they're late in the race. Like, I'm late in the race. I'm not even going to try to start. Like, nah, hell no. Nah. Like, you better push. You better keep on going. It don't matter when you start. It's not too late. I don't care if you're in your 40s, 50s. Yeah. It's never too late to be what you might have been. I forgot where that quote came from. I think it's Emerson, but I use that a lot. It's never too late to be what you might have been. All the things you wanted to do before, why stop yourself just because you're comparing yourself to others? Just because you're looking at that, that's when you need to really tune into yourself, tune into who you are, tune into your journey, tune into to the person that you're becoming. Yeah understand that it's a process and you need to fall in love with that process well and that right there though i think that's kind of the the real reservations that a lot of people have in terms of the process right because not only is the mind going to be like oh i got to go through a through z and compare myself to their journey and i didn't go through that so i can't do this but it's also the sense that i feel like we're not taught to really recognize that like free will in life is really what you make it is probably some of the most important lessons in this universe of just existence. And if you don't actually put yourself in the position to receive grace, you're never going to get it. Right. So you see so many people cutting themselves off short, thinking that, you know, like what you're saying, like, oh, I, I'm too far in the race. I can't do it. Not mm -hmm. even realizing that like your finish line may be like two feet away. Mm -hmm. you, you just can't see it yet. Exactly. I say, uh, I, tell, I say this a lot too. Nobody's 12 o'clock is the same. Mm. Nobody's 12 o'clock is the exact same. So you're looking at someone else's uh, life 
you comparing yourself to them, you're saying, man, I see them thriving, I see them striving. But you're not understanding that all the work that went into them getting to where they are, or maybe it's a lack of yeah. work, who knows, but don't compare yourself. That's the main thing. Do not yeah. compare yourself because you don't know what another person has. You don't know what a person, another person did. You don't know if they had help or they didn't. And you don't know what type of help you'll get just because you trust yourself and start to believe in your vision, believe in mm. and you becoming better. There's so many ways that the world aligns things for you. Like we talked about before with that law of attraction, it brings things to you and take things away. Yeah, 100%. So, that's 100%. Yeah. Well, and it just goes to show too where the the impact of I feel like instant gratification culture of just mm -hmm. people getting what they want. Technology's dope, yes, but like if you're always, you know, so accustomed to getting everything you want within 10 seconds, 5 seconds, the littlest amount of adversity is seen as this huge mountain when it's just like really it's like no, yo, like that is just the smallest sure. hiccup that you just got to push through and it's going to help you realize like everything that you've been doing in life has been arising for you to really tap into our full potential. Mm -hmm. And I really do see that play out more and more for people like yourself who are like in the, like in this work of like self-awareness of conscious development, where it's, it's starting to change people's lives on a level that like, I don't even think I thought of before I got into this type of stuff where it's just like, mm -hmm. Oh wow. Like to really inspire someone to pivot their entire life, to have a crazy awakening and just be like, Whoa, like, that was just from like a talk with me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, it's so, it's fascinating just to goes to show that like one person can truly make such a huge difference, but how many people are going to give themselves an opportunity? Right. Exactly. Cause you create your own opportunities. Oh yeah. And when you dance by your heart, I found that's the coolest stuff is like everything just starts to flow. And I, I got to ask you about this cause it's been on my mind in the sense of separating from the pack, like, how is the process of just like writing a book and getting it published? Cause for me, I already, you already know, I love the fit. It's just like <laughs> that salmon, yeah. that, that, the pink suit. Fresh, yeah, uh, fresh. Thank you. I appreciate it. I was like that actually with the cover, I was like, you know what? This compliments my skin tone. I'm, I'm very big on my, like on my presentation of myself and I like That's to get dressed. I love to, uh, you know, look nice, but uh, the, the title came from, uh, where did the title come from? I had a list of different things. But the title that I settled upon was that one. I was like, it really spoke to what I was talking about, helping people become the best version of themselves. And what happens with that? You have to separate. You have to separate yourself because the only thing holding you back is yourself. Yeah. Mm. So that's it in a nutshell. You know, not me going into, you know, a super full detail uh, description of it. <laughs> Got to read the book. Check it out. Get the site. Yeah, no, no, no. That's all good. <laughs> Yeah, but no, nah, that was that's what it was really. It wasn't really too much like deep thought behind it. I found that it was like I had three other titles I was looking at, or two other titles, mm. and I said I went with that one. I was like, yeah. you know what, this is it. Like it spoke to me like instantly, and I was like, you know what, I'm running with it. And well, it's really pertinent nowadays, man. That herd mentality is probably the most detrimental thing to the human spirit. So, like yeah. for me, it's always it's always resonated with me where I was just like, that's it that's mm -hmm. the mentality it takes because that's the only time that you can actually see the full image of stuff where you realize like, Oh, that's where they're leading everybody. Ooh. Right. Hard. And, no. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, definitely. And uh, actually to go back to your question, um, the process of writing a book. Yeah. It was for me, it was over years because I didn't know, I knew I wanted to write a book, but I didn't know what it was going to be about. Mm -hmm. I just started writing. I wrote it over, I want to say about three or four years because I had started to write, but it wasn't always what you um what was published. Mm -hmm. So I was writing a book and it was, I was like, this has no, 
line and no meaning or anything. It's like no alignment with anything. And then at that time, that was a part of my journey. I started to transition. I started to find my voice. And I was like, okay, this is really my lane. This is where people are um, connecting with me at about this whole transformation, personal growth, and me wanting to make personal development easy for the everyday person was what inspired me even more in the middle of me writing a book. And I decided to self-publish it as well. Mm -hmm. I just went ahead and created my own publishing company and I just did it myself. So that was it. I was like, you know what? I might as well do it. I want to learn it because I want to continue to to be a voice and be a figure in the personal development space, specifically um, growth mindset and goal achievement. Those are my two favorite things. Those are my like two of my passions. Mm. Well, speaking about it, you know, where does the journey truly begin? Can you start with the goals that are external or do you have to start with the kind of the mindset within? You can do both. <laughs> I feel like you can do both. It depends on the person. Yeah. It depends on what the person is driven by and how strong-willed they are. Ooh. Many people are, if you're not that strong-willed, if you need to get your mind right, if you're always someone who, who needs a little guidance, then you need to start within. But if you're, but if you're the type of person that, that are, that's visual, then you can start externally. I feel like you can start and see something and be like, you know what, I want this over here. And then you can already start to materialize it and then go along and then work on the internal things along your journey. Yeah. Because that's what type of person I was. I was one that worked on things um, from the external first. And then I started to get in tune with myself, start to learn a little bit more. And then I started to work on the internal me. Ooh. So and it kind of, it depends on the person, really. It depends yeah. on the person. I love it. No, it's an important point because I think that's something that is honestly really neglected in this type of transformation and change is people always instantly jump internally. But honestly, that's sometimes it's not the quickest bridge to the heart. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes it is through that thing that you didn't, that the lacking, the thing that you didn't have, that desire that you wanted mm -hmm. to really spark the type of being like, okay, well, to kind of get the gears turning and questioning and be like, oh, well, I kind of right. like that. What do I, what would I need to get that? Well, do right. I have that right now? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I like that aspect because so many people are instantly just like, you have to change the way you think. You have to change the way you see things. But it's like, what does yeah. it matter if they don't know what they want or where they're trying to go? Like, yeah. And the thing is, it's not one it's not one path that works for everyone. I tell people, you got to find what works for you. And for some people, they, um, they have to learn by mistakes. They have to go out there. They have to fail. They have to struggle. They have to fall on the ass. And right here. Be like, you know what? I need to read. I need to approach this a different way. Yeah, yeah. So, I definitely is the karmic one on that one. I feel it. Yeah. Like you learn by your mistakes. You felt like, you know what? I didn't do this right. This is what I did wrong. And then you start to, then you start to learn a little bit more so you can improve yourself. Then you start to look on the internal things like, you know what, what things do I need to change? You start to seek out more information, more knowledge. And then that starts to shift your internal mm. because you started working on your external first. You started with an external goal. So mm. that's why I say it can, you know, it can go both ways. I like that though. Cause I think the most important thing is like the work aspect of it. You know, there is this, even just the way you like subtly express it just to kind of double down and highlight it for our listeners is the fact that you're still assimilating what you're learning in real time as you're still gathering more information and just dabbling and experimenting. Mm -hmm. So many people I find, especially in like, I don't know what we want to call it, like the spiritual community, the esoteric or intangibles, like growth mindset community. So many people are focused on concepts and mm -hmm. not actually applying it to their personal life. 
mm-hmm. you know, and because of that, it just never lines up. They're always trying to do someone else's you know, routine. They're always trying to, you know, dabble in someone else's, you know, like theory or mindset. And it's just like, no, like you're you apply it for yourself for heavens yeah. or shake people sometimes like, come on. Like, yeah, exactly. Two. And I want to talk about two things on that note. Um, I tell because when I say things, especially on the podcast, I tell people I'm giving you my recipe. You go and you add whatever sauces, whatever spices you want to it yourself, make it your own. And then I tell them you go on your own journey. Think about life as as you driving a car or riding a bike. You riding a bike and then you you want to get to your, um, you know, say you driving to you riding to your cousin's house. It's a little ways away. You riding. You're going to you're going to get change that pop along that journey. You're going to have a flat tire along that journey. So many people allow that flat chain, that flat tire or that pop chain to stop them on their journey. And then other people get to one point in their journey where they get comfortable. It's like reaching that shaded point on a summer day. You're like, you know what? I'm going to sit here, chill, kick my feet up, drink some water, and I'm going to stay here. I'm comfortable. I'm not going all the way to my cousin's house. I'm not going to my destination. And yeah. I feel like that happens with, with so many people, especially us millennials. Uh, it happens yeah. with us so much because we start on this journey. We say we want to do this. We want to do that. Next thing you know, we get a job, we get comfortable, we start to get, um, you know, accumulate debt. And then next thing you know, our, our dream seems so far out of reach. We got into that comfort level. We got into that shaded space on that sunny, hot summer day. We got a little ice water, a little lemonade. We chilling. We like, you know what? I'm good right here. But then you forget about your far destination, which is your dream, your big vision that you have for yourself. And that's where me that's where I came in with my concept. Once I do start to hire people, as I start to build my company even more, I want people to stay focused on their dreams. I want people that I hire. I want to talk to them. What's your aspirations that you want to do for yourself? What are your dreams that you have for you that you gave up on or that you feel are out of reach? How can I help you get there? I don't want you to feel like you're stuck here. Are you going to go from job to job? No, we need to focus on your growth. If you do just want to be comfortable and have a job. That's cool. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it, but I don't want you to give up your dream and live with regrets. Mm. And that's what happens though. I feel because so many people give away their free will to others in that sense of mm-hmm. their own dreams and visions. You know, yeah. I think that's always one of the, especially like our generation in that sense of, I know how many people that I know that were like doctors or lawyers and it's just like, Oh, what are you? And they're like, Oh, you know, my parents wanted me to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. I became a doctor. It's like, oh, well, what about you? And like, oh, I became a lawyer because everyone told me I should be a lawyer. It's like, right. Hey, but what do you really want to do? Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more important than that. Cause I know I experienced it with a few different of like my clients and students. And there are a few of them who are burnt out in their profession and they just have now realized they don't want to do it. They never did, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like living in the concepts of others, living in the rules of others is never the real way to happiness. Right. Right. Yeah, definitely. And it's crazy you mentioned burnout because I'm working on a new online course about burnout. And I'm also making a new speech so that I can speak to to not just employees of uh, corporations, but also to the management. Tell them how to help their employees from dealing with burnout. Mm. So that's something that's big in the corporate world. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess that's the question is, you know, is burnout actually avoidable in a society where most people aren't living their own truth? It, if they're not living their own truth, no, no, it's not, it's not avoidable because you're going to get, you're going to hit a breaking point. You're going to hit a breaking point where you're like, you know what? I'm overwhelmed. have so much going on and I just need a break. You need a break from life. 
Mm. And that's where we can we're not going to talk about where all the suicide rates come in and people that do things that they normally wouldn't do just out of frustration, out of being burned out, out of being overwhelmed with life. Mm. Life is going to burn you out. I don't think it's avoidable. It's just learning how to manage it, really learning how to manage it and how to handle it when it does come up or even before it gets there. Mm. When you get to that beginning point of a burnout. How do you identify it? How do you understand? Like, you know what? I'm burned out. I need to take a break, whether that's away from work, from life, whatever it is. You just need a break. And everyone needs that because right now the world is so demanding. We have so many things that are given to us on a day to day basis that it's so hard for the human's brain to process it. Yeah, I like that. It's it's true, though. I think burnout and getting overwhelmed with stuff is actually something that I've seen impact the youth increasingly more and more as the years go by. Like I remember in the green room we were chatting and um, so I have about 10 years of experience teaching and educating kids. And I think these past, so not these previous four years, but like the three years before that, I was seeing an increasing amount of kids dealing with anxiety mm-hmm. and just like overwhelmed as children, you know, from even just things that they have to do and deal with or from their classes after school to the fitness test and PE, like, and I'm sitting there like full blown, like, wow, like shock. These kids are having like legit panic attacks, full blown, like medicated for like clinical anxiety. And yeah. they're 11, you yeah. know, they're 10. I was just like, how is this going to be what these kids get into their 20s and 30s if they're already like on right. thin ice, ready to break? What do you uh, not to get too far off subject, but on that topic, what do you think caused that? Because when we were coming, when I was in school, you never really heard much about, even though it was, you know, it probably was their depression, anxiety, all that stuff, because I know you get peer pressure. But where do you think that came from? Or Mm. where do you think it stems from? Excellent question. Um, I think there's a lot of different avenues, but I think the biggest one is projection. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the kids that I've seen that were in that demographic, their parents were always like the doctors, the surgeons, you know, the the top lawyers or business folk. And it was kind of these unrealistic expectations they put on their kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's, it's essentially like what we see with social media, but from like the nuclear family and your peers and always having to be a perfect, you know, this student. And I think it's that misconception of perfection that we still have that causes people just to realize this world that we live in is just so false. But until you recognize that, you think that all of the things that you see around you are truly gold. So it's just, you have these kids growing up, seeing all these TikTok and YouTubers and, you know, they transition from wanting to be astronauts and, you know, cowboys and cowgirls to literal, you like bloggers and vloggers. You know, where it's like you're seeing so much of this idolization is probably the best way to put it, mm-hmm. that it just changes the way kids process things. So they're introduced to all this stuff earlier. You know, they get told, oh, you may have this, this, this as a child, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. they never really get a chance to live out their own truth. They're always kind of con- their whole identity of how they see themselves in the world is incredibly like conditioned. I think it was just, it's normal stuff that we've been experiencing, but I feel like their exposure to it just starts so much younger that it starts to ingrain them in these types of like false narratives even earlier. Yeah. Long-winded yeah. answer to a short yeah, question. I, I got you. Yeah. Now we can go, I know that's a conversation we can go on and on about too, but you know, I get you. I know exactly where you're coming from. Well, in that sense, like, what do you think? Like this, this aspect of just broken people kind of continues. Cause I think that's really like in some, to sum up what we're talking about, we're talking about how to help broken people. 
Yeah, I think it's exactly what you said, the um, perception of what they have of themselves based on the things that they see others do. Yeah. They look in and they see examples of what other people are doing and they see, even if it's fake, even if it's a fake life that they see, they see it and it's enticing. It seems exciting. And they're like, you know what? I want to do this. I want to do that. And then they see the hard work that's required to do it. Or they hear other people saying, oh, I'm, I'm stressed out. I'm dealing with anxiety. Like, no, I don't think that we let kids be kids for long Excellent. enough. They're forced to grow up much faster than before. You mm-hmm. have access to different things. And so many parents, uh, that goes back to that pe- parents being burned out. They can't be full parents. They already tired. They like, you know what? Just go grab your phone. Go get on the internet. Go do this. So you don't have that. So I think it's a trickle down effect. Mm. I think it comes with that, with the parents being burned out, not having the time, not having the energy to to be full uh, blown parents, to be a great parent that they need to be, because that a lot that requires time. Mm. So it trickles down to the kids. So it starts at the top, and that start we can go with. It starts with corporate America. It starts with um, the world in general. It could be everything. We could go from the top of the funnel and work our way down. Yeah, but overall, societal burnout. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that boils back down to, you know, to misparenting and neglect, and all that stuff. And next yeah. thing you know, uh, the Internet is uh, raising your child. Mm. And what is the Internet going to tell them? Anything that they look up, basically. And you know how how much that can be. They show them they get exposed to different things, even with the with the censorship. There's no censorship on it. Kids are exposed to a lot of different things that they shouldn't be exposed to at certain ages. Which is always wild to me because it's like, okay, so you actively censor adults and what information we can get and see. But for children, there's just a free for all of debauchery and ridiculous yeah. things that kids should never be exposed to. Yeah, because all you need now is an email. A kid can lie about the age, change the birthday and say, hey, I'm 16, 17, 18 years old and they really 11, 12 years old. Like, every kid's on. every kid's done it. Internet AOL generation. We all done it. Yeah. Are, you, are you 18? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, can, I, yeah, I used to do Man, I used to do that on LimeWire all the time. Are you actually, I used to pull up all that stuff, man. Come on. I, man. The freshest of CDs. Where it's just yeah. like, oh, you got you want this mixtape? Uh, but I think the funniest stuff for this is when you look at it in this light of even like societal burnout, I think it really does put an important point out there where you have people getting burnt out just from living. Mm-hmm. Is that really the type of life that is meant for the human spirit? If so many people are just drained of just existing. Right. It's nah, trippy, trippy stuff. Definitely not. You think about the, um, about, I forgot what they call it. I think it's a, called a blue zone. It's maybe seven of them in the world. I forgot what the specific term is, but they have a study of people who don't live with electronics. They eat all natural foods that they grow and they have a longer lifespan. Wow. They have a much longer lifespan. I forgot the exact term, but it's something you could probably look up and you'll learn more about it. Yeah, like one of those areas of like all the people who have the most centenarians or like whatever it is. Yeah. 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 It's well, now right there too. I think bringing back to the point of, you know, guiding yourself, having this journey of your heart, a lot of this inner looking brings us to our purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the things that I find really fascinating in terms of just this conversation already and thus far is it comes back to that sense of, healers finding their purpose through this life of otherness Mm -hmm. and using it to really empower themselves and help others. And I really feel like everything for these younger generations that they're dealing with 
it's a lot of the traumas and experiences that many of us have already experienced because we grew up too early ourselves. And that's kind of the role that we're all kind of like stepping into like, oh, whoa, you know, I'm healing, I'm healing this, I'm healing all these people that are like older my age, like, all right, I guess it's the youth's turn. Because right. I feel like that's the stuff where even with, especially with the coronavirus and all the things going on, like, there's gonna be a lot of generations of kids that are just kind of fucked up to, to be so blunt with it. Like, it, this like this whole period is going to mess with them psychologically, emotionally, yeah. physically. And I think that's the stuff right there where it's you're seeing all these people who have been through similar traumas and lessons of just life that have shown you like the importance of what's real into this position like yourself, where it's like you've made your own lane, you're doing your own thing. And it's just like, oh, we're here. Right. Yeah. Meant to guide others during this time of transition. Right. Right. Yeah, man. This crazy thing, because it's it's going to be so many bruised people internally beyond this. There's going to be so many because they're already, especially the younger generation are, I wouldn't even just say the younger generation is a lot of people are uncomfortable talking to people. So just that isolation from being in the quarantine or just having limits of where you can go and is going to affect people in the long term. Mm. Hmm. And it's also double-edged sword, you know, it's, I feel like it's also forced a lot of people. Mm. It's been almost that proverbial fire under the butt to kind of like take the action yeah. And really, like, dedicate yourself to what you want. Right. Yeah. It's a small Oof. percentage of people who've done it so far. So very small that, percentage. It feels that way. But it's always conversations like these that keep me encouraged that it's not as it's not as few as I think. I'm just like, oh, right. <laughs> and with that, I just got to say, you know, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on Creative Chat. Definitely want you to hold tight for the after show. But just for our listeners, if there's one little nugget of wisdom that you'd like to share, what would it be? Uh, something that's impactful. Um, what we've been saying this whole time, believe in yourself, trust yourself, mm. continue to move forward. Uh, no matter where you are in your journey, um, you just never know what's around the corner. Keep on going. Don't allow the struggles that you've been going through, all the things you've been struggling with internally. Don't allow it to be for nothing. Don't allow it to be for nothing and just give up. So just continue to push forward. I don't know who's listening right now or what you're doing, where you at in your life. Uh, just continue to push forward. Believe yourself. Trust yourself. I was someone who didn't believe and fully believe in myself. But the moment that I did, uh, things just started to come together. So I want you to do the same thing if you listen to this right now. And if you struggle with that, uh, feel free to reach out to me personally. Pretty sure my information will be down in the show notes. Um, reach out to me. I'm here for people. I'm not one of those people like, oh, yeah, I'm charging you $2,000. Like, nah, I actually just, even if it's a short conversation, someone just needs words of inspiration. Just hit me up. I'm right here. I'm, I'm really for the people. I'm really here to help people grow into the best version of themselves. So if you want to do that, continue to believe, trust yourself and continue to go through those struggles and allow those struggles to be the thing to identify who you are and define the person that you are, the strength that you have once you do reach to where you're trying to go. Ooh. Let that define the strength that you have. I love that. I love that. And with that, I just got to say, thanks for tuning in. Roll the outro. Thanks again to our sponsors for making this show possible. Thank you, We Are Storkly, for your conscious human apparel. Shop online at wearehistorically.com. Level up your life and raise your vibration with specialized Fibonacci tuning forks. Get your vibrational sound tools for your personal enhancement at energybodytuners.com. Another creative art production.
by Retro Earth Studio. That concludes this episode of Creatives Chat. Thank you for watching our show. Click the bell button to get notified of future episodes. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Cool. Yeah, dude, that was epic. We could definitely have you back on Creative Chat. That was fun. Okay.